Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend and coach, John Opelouski. How are you, John? Jim, I'm good. Good to see you today. Good to be in the studio with you. Here we are late in the summer in Michigan, the most beautiful state in in the world, I believe, this time of year. The lakes, yes. the, the, the kind of the crisp air that starts this time of year, the kind of the hinting of deer hunting, the hinting of salmon runs, the hinting <laughs> of, of Mackinac Island fudge dripping off your fingers as, you, as you're in your carriage. So today we're going to be talking about vacating from your, uh, I'm sorry, vacation from your vocation. Right. I stole your word already. That's okay. Yeah. But you know, I'd say this with all the stress leaders are experiencing, I, probably the last thing on our minds is taking uh, extended time off because a real vacation takes you away from the current crisis and the problems and yeah. what our people are going through. We take off for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks to go on a sabbatical while they're trying to figure out the rest of their life. They can feel a little insincere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why, why do you get to live that way when I'm struggling here? So, uh, you know, really talking about vacations, what, what a vacation looks like um, and really figuring out the best way to do that is, is hugely important. So tell us. How to, how to vacation from our vocation. So what, the reason I wanted to talk about this today, Jim, is because there is this sense of guilt I'm seeing with leaders Yeah. Uh, that, man, I, I really can't take any time off because of all the things that are going on, and, and I yeah. feel like I'm letting people down, and I feel like people are going to be critical of me if I do this, and, and all this stuff going on. And so that's why I wanted to talk about it, Yeah. because we really want to encourage um are, uh, those that are listening today, if you're a leader uh, in the business world, you're a leader uh, in, in a ministry, uh, to to not allow that fault, I'll say it's false guilt, Yeah. prevent you from doing things that are going to keep you fresh yeah. and effective in your leadership role. So I wrote the content for this pod uh, right after a week of much-needed time off. I Good. figured that would be the right time to write this. Right. So to be clear, you did not write this on vacation. No, 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 no. Okay, good. No, good. It's after I came home. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at, at separation. So, you know, the thing about vacation that's so cool here in Michigan is the, is the multi-shaded blue waters of the Great Lakes, yeah. and you were describing it, you know, Amazing. the trees, and, and we had great food, and, and, and just time detached from work that we love to do yeah. But we needed to be detached from it, and it made for a really fabulous week. And so I, I believe this, that we all need a vacation from our vocation. Yeah. And so I've been thinking about it, Jim. I've been thinking about that time off. And, and, and as I thought about it, there were some insights that kind of bubbled to the surface. Right on. So here, here's how, how I'm picturing this. You're a travel agent, and we are workaholics. Yes. And I, I think in a lot of ways of all the things you sell— and that's the wrong word, but all the all the truths that you hold on to so dearly that you repeat them, this is probably the hardest sell that you have mm-hmm. uh, in my mind. Is getting people that are on the verge of destruction or greatness or tragedy or triumph right. to disengage for their own good for for more than a day or two and and really settle down and and catch up on family and rest and devotion and and so yeah so i don't mean to be the the skeptical customer and i don't think you have skeptical customers but i i think that you have an audience that is going to give you a little bit of pushback just by nature because of the things you already mentioned so so go for it 
Well, I'll do my best to sell you uh, on the beauty of it. Here's, so here's one of the things I figured out, Jim, that it does take time for me to unwind. Yeah. Um, I have a tendency, and I think a lot of leaders are do, to get wound pretty tight. Yeah. You know, and if you don't believe me, ask Laura. <laughs> she will tell you. And, I, and yeah. what I didn't realize this time around, Jim, was how tightly wound I was. Hmm. I mean, I didn't. You talk about vacation starting, you know, early. Laura used to tell me, John, vacation starts as soon as we get in the car. Yeah. And I used to say, no, it doesn't. It starts yeah. when we get there. And so we yeah. had that back and forth. But, but <laughs> even when we got there, uh, you know, on our way up, people were pulling out in front of me. And I felt this, like, anger surging yeah. up in me, like, you know, yeah. don't you know how to drive? Yeah. But here's the good news. By the time we got back, we were driving back from vacation, and I had several people do that to me. And she says, what? No comment? Yeah. <laughs> <From me. laughs> She saw the change. I said, I'm relaxed. <laughs> I, I, I feel great. But um, it took me till about day four, actually, yeah. to really feel like I had, I was relaxing. Mm. And with that in mind, it probably would have been a good idea to lengthen the yeah. duration of my vacation. But regardless, I eventually got to that relaxation stage. And, and I think the scriptures even talk about this. In, in Psalm 46.10, God says this, I think, I don't know who wrote that psalm from memory, but it says, be still and know that I am God. Another Bible translation puts it this way, cease striving and know that I am God. And so relaxing, Jim, while I was surrounded by God's handiwork, um, it got me out of busy and into stillness. And if you're a leader that's interested in running the marathon God's called you to do, run, I think you have to learn the beauty of stillness and downtime and, and, and time where you got nothing going on and you're just enjoying the creation that God has put out there for us to enjoy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's funny. You ever been so tired you didn't know how tired you were until you got some rest? And you exactly. went, man, I, I forgot how good it feels to feel good. That's right. Yeah, and that's that's a very common experience because we run, 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 especially as we're going on vacation. We run, run, run to get ready to go on vacation. I, I was. And yeah, and yep. then in the end, you you relax. You're like, man, this feels good. Yep. You ever, you ever been coming back to town and your palms start to sweat because you realize you're about to walk back into the pressure cooker? When and... I was a lead pastor, that happened all the time. <laughs> so time, it, ta- yep. it takes time. What what about the next one? The unplugging part of this can be hard. Yeah, one of the one of the things that I learned at this last vacation is no news is good news. Um, being disconnected from a week from the goings on in our country gym was so therapeutic. <laughs> there was no TV. Yeah. There, there was no electronics. And I noticed that my peace level was growing by the day because yeah. I wasn't having uh, fear thrown at me. Yes. I wasn't having conspiracy theories tossed at me. Right. I wasn't being bombarded by arguing and negativity. And it was just like tonic for my soul, Jim. Yeah, yeah. No news is good news, you know, and, and, I, and I, I, there's this part of me that thinks, am I sticking my head in the sand, and am I not, do I not care what's going on in the world? And I don't think that's true, well, but here's what, go ahead, Jim. I said, let me ask you, though, you're, you, you checked out for a week. Did, did, did anything significantly change in your absence that wouldn't have changed in your, in, with you watching the news 12 hours a day? Zero. 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 As a matter of yeah. fact, I could tell you what was on the news without watching the news. Yeah. It was the same thing, you know, the same anger, the same gotcha reporting, the same, you know, I'm left, you're right, blah, 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 (laughs) blah. We hate everybody, you know. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That isn't us. Yeah. And I I think, I don't know what you think about this, Jim, but I think what you feed on controls you. Yeah. 
Dr. Caroline Leaf says in her in her book, she's a neuroplasticity neuroplasticity specialist. Yeah. And she says we always head in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Mm. One of her statements. I, I believe that. If yeah. that's, I think it's a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Is maybe another way to say that. Right. And uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I, I think what we focus on really does become real, yeah. it, because it becomes our words, it becomes our actions or inactions, it becomes where we spend our time or our passions. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So vacation was kind of like a hard reset of that for me. Yeah. You know, I just needed that week away to get my brain reset onto things that are good and lovely and admirable and excellent, like yeah. Paul talks about in yeah. Philippians chapter four. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, 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 had a, I have an acquaintance. Uh, he lives in just outside Boone, North Carolina. His name is mm. Eustace Conway. You might know him from the show Mountain Men on uh, History think, Channel. Yes. He, he lives in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Spent the afternoon with him just before the 2016 election. And, I, and he asked me about what was happening in the outside world. Now Boone is 20 minutes away. There's right. a college, there's restaurants, but he lives out in Turtle Creek and, and doesn't leave the property. And he, and he said, so what's happening? There's some sort of election going on or something? <laughs> and I said, you don't know about the election? Because I just found out who was running yesterday. And he smiled. And I didn't know whether I should pity him or envy him. Because I thought, well, you don't really know what's going on in your own country. Then I thought, but you don't really know what's going on in your own country. Yeah. He was just doing his blacksmithing and building stuff out of wood and taking care of his animals and just as, just as happy and peaceful as a, a man you'd ever met, un unaware that he was surrounded by a world that was just absolutely in upheaval. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of love that. Yeah. I wonder if he voted. Because if he did, he sure. had as much influence on changing the world as I did. With my level of involvement in that, yeah. I cast one vote. With his level of involvement, he cast one vote. And he was happy for six months leading up to the election. <laughs> I was frustrated just about every day, as my family can attest to. <laughs> Give us another one. So the third thing that I, I just was uh, freshly reminded of during vacation, Jim, was the amazing creative genius of God. <clears throat> You know, the, the beauty of the Great Lakes, you know, yeah. just does something for my soul. The, the tall trees, the, the, it just freshly impressed Man. on me, his, his creative yeah. brilliance. And in uh, being immersed in that for a week, uh, it felt spiritual to me. It is. And, and I know that sounds kind of kooky in a way, but when I'm in the middle of his creation, I feel, I feel loved. Yeah. Well, Romans 1, right, that God reveals his unseen nature through what he's created. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, we really can look into the stars at night and go, wow, and that wow is an act of worship. We can look in the Grand Canyon. Are we gonna look, I mean, have you ever been to Beaver Island? I have not, I've heard great things Man, about it. The water, it's like you're in the Caribbean. It's mm -hmm. it's white sandy beaches, and you can see down 20, 30 feet in the water, and yeah. it's, it's that, that turquoise Caribbean blue. Yes. And you know, anybody that sees that goes, wow, is actually worshiping the one that created it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, I agree. I think we do need to get outside, look a long ways away at something that's not familiar, and and uh, and enjoy what God's created and, and connect with Him at that level. And as I did that, I just felt the stress leaving my body. Yeah. And th again, that might sound weird too, but I could actually feel the stress leaving my body and my emotions being renewed yeah. simply by being immersed in God's in God's beauty. And listen, yeah. if you're a leader, you need that. Yeah. Uh, I mean. You need time away and, and somewhere where you can enjoy the beauty of God's grandeur and because it, it does connect you to him, but it also does something marvelous for your own yeah. health and well-being. 
I love being on the water. Fishing in Canada for mm. a week every year is, is as much a tradition as I can, can make it. We're not allowed to cross the border this year. But to go up there with a group of guys and, and not have a single bill, not have a single cell phone that works, not have a single priority. Literally, you wake up every day and say, what do I want to do? Yep. Sitting there catching fish and campfires and you know stories uh, and, and falling asleep at 9 o'clock for some reason because right. as soon as the sun goes down, you're out and waking yep. up at 4.30 because you can't wait for the next day. Yep. It really resets something in a, in a man's soul to be. I think John Eldridge said that in Wild at Heart over and over again. Like, we need to be outside. We need to blaze yep. trails. We need to catch things and chase things and kill things and eat things. It's just you know, Eve was created in, in, a, in a garden. Man was created in the wilderness and brought into the garden. Mm-hmm. And that we, we really do long for those places. And, I think we and, do. And I don't know that those places can't be a Hampton Inn in Toledo. I don't know that they can't be, right. you know, the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. But I think seeing something beautiful mm-hmm. and unique refreshes our soul. Yep, absolutely. What's your What's your other one here? I think you so. Got... I got two more here, Jim. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, you know, the fourth thing, and this is kind of not like a well done statement. You know, like I. <laughs> I really love my family. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I know that seems like obvious, but yeah. for me, vacation gets me back in touch with that. Yeah. You know, with how much I love Laura and how much I yeah. love our boys. Now now our boys are older so they didn't all come with us, but our youngest son was able to join us for a few days and it was just neat to have uninterrupted time with them. Uh and it reminds me that they're my most important ministry. Yeah. Um and so my family the most important disciples in my roof uh, live under my roof. Yeah. Those are my most important disciples. Some of them are out from under my roof yeah. now and, and, and starting, have started their own families, but they're still the most important disciples in my life. Yeah. And, and so vacation reminds me of that. It reminds me not, to, not that I don't work diligently at my calling. You know that I sure. do. And, yeah. but, but here's the truth. If I succeed in my calling and fail with my family, I failed. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. Yeah. That doesn't, and again, I want to say that with the right spirit. You know, I don't mean to be critical of people who struggle with family issues. Right. There's free wills involved here. That's right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, but what I'm talking about is focus, right? So yeah. vacation gets me focused once again on how important these people are yes. yeah. in, in my life. And, you know, Jim, you can be a great family man or woman and incredibly productive yeah. at what God's assigned you to yeah. do. Yeah, th- there's a lot of reasons why a family might not, you know, make it, might fall apart, right. but neglect is the one that, that's inexcusable. And that's what I'm really yeah. Uh, yeah. hitting on is the neglect, the neglect piece. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we do marriage counseling as pastors, we hear quite often, I feel like I'm being taken for granted. And mm-hmm. a man can say that or a woman can say that or kids can say that. Right. But I, I, I got talked into this with a perceived value of this and over time, that perceived value has been reduced to something far less valuable. And that's, that's what I'm complaining about. That's what's hurting me. And that's yeah. what's making me feel distant from you is, is uh, I think women are, are do really well when they're cherished, mm-hmm. um, which means they're, they're above, you know, I love pizza. I love my truck. I love my dog. I love my wife. That doesn't work well. Right. I, I love pizza. I love my dog. I cherish my wife. She's above my pizza and my dog. Mm-hmm. That, they, uh, they don't compete uh, well. They, they fight dirty. You know, because they're emotional giants compared to our abilities, but they do complete well. And so to have that sign to enjoy your marriage, yes, feel that sense of the gift of God, you know, in your spouse and to, you know, and now stare at those stars. Now look at that blue water. Now, it's better with, oh, with more people. Like in, I, to go on a vacation, it. eat fudge by myself makes no sense at all. 
If I'm eating fudge, I want Dina next to me, you know, saying we're going to, our diet starts next week. You yeah, know? there you go. Yeah, I got it. So you love your family. What's the last one? Let me give you one more. Time vacating gets me excited to start vocating. Yeah. <laughs> you made up the word vacating, right? Vocating. I think vocating, vacating is actually a word. Vocating, spell check does not like. <laughs> it's got a red line under it. Jim, I love what I do yeah. for a living. That's almost a problem, isn't it? <laughs> can well, be. It, it can be, right? Yeah. Because when you love what you do for a living, you're at risk. I think you're at more risk of overwork yeah. than most people because what, what I do often doesn't feel like work. Yeah. I just love it so much. And I, and right. I think you feel it's very true. similar about what you most do. Most of the time. Most yeah. of the time. Not always, but most of the time. Yeah. But even with that being the case, the four weeks leading up to our vacation, both Laura and I were scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. energy-wise. Yeah. And, and that week off really has put a fresh shot of emotional strength into my tank and mental strength. I feel so much more focused, so much more energetic. I found myself, Jim, right before vacation thinking, oh, look at this week in front of me. Yeah. And uh, this week, uh, a full week, but I didn't have that sense of dread, you know, that sense yeah. of, I don't know if I can get through this week. Right. And that's what vacation, a real vacation, can do for you. Right on. So, so what you're saying is by taking time away, the effectiveness actually grows, not diminishes, by taking good care of yourself, by setting the proper rhythms, including rest. Yes. I mean, God does this, right? There's, there's a day a week we get off. There's times of year uh, of the year where you can't farm. Right. You know, it, the ground is frozen. I mean, God programs into the world seasons of tremendous effort and seasons of tremendous That's right. rest. And we need we need both of those. It's God that, that instituted the celebrations that lasted 14 days and mm -hmm. required no work. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So so here's your last pitch to the to the workaholic pastor, John. Um, people are going to say, you know, I mean, that, that's great. This summer's probably not going to work mm -hmm. because of all the stuff that's going on. What would you say to that person that goes, you know, I, I just not this year, I, maybe in the fall, maybe at Christmas time, maybe Easter, maybe what would you say? Well, I mean, I, I don't know everybody's situation who might be saying that or feeling that way. So let me just say this. If it's been a long time since your last time uh, off, and I would say a long time would be six months or more. Yeah. Get your calendar out, sit down with your spouse and figure out a time to get away, yeah. for real. Here's what I suspect will happen. You'll return from vacation more in love with your spouse yep. and your children if they yep. come with you. You'll feel refreshed physically, spiritually, emotionally, and, and you'll be ready to tackle your calling with renewed energy. Our last pod, we talked about how do you hang on to your calling You know, in, yeah. in the middle of all this turmoil. Part of that is being smart yeah. and saying, I need to step away and let God fill me up, let uh, uh, let nature fill me up, let yeah. rest get me back to a good spot. So yeah. that's what I would say. I, I have something I call emotional capital. I think that probably doesn't need an explanation, but I find that when I'm no longer confronting difficult situations or issues in my own life or staff members because I lack the emotional capital, the only way to get emotional capital, the only way to get that, that tank filled again is time away. That's right. And it's shocking how after a few days, you start to feel better. And all of a sudden on the way back, you're like, why was I afraid to have that conversation? I, it, it's because that I was just, I had no more capital to invest. That's absolutely right. I was right. done. So the best thing you can do for your marriage, for your family, for your church, if you want to serve these things well, is, is to take good care of yourself. Absolutely. Right on. Great. Well, the next one's going to be a little bit different. This will be the first podcast. We're almost at 50 here. And this will be the first one I don't get to be a part of because yes. I'm going to be on vacation. 
Well, and I'm, I'm happy for you, and I'm sad for me. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. When, but, when it's being recorded, I will be eating fudge, smelling manure on Mackinac Island, as God <laughs> intended it, for all Michigan people to be. Yes, I will. Yeah. So tell us about that one that's coming up. I'm really excited about this one, Jim. We've got a, a conversation with Chad Dearman, who's a lead pastor of Faith Alive Church in West Branch, Michigan. Uh, Chad has built just a wonderful healthy thriving community of believers yeah. in uh, in this small little town really amazing in, yeah. up north in michigan and so we're going to be talking about how to build a thriving church in a small community i love it i think that's gonna be one of the most popular topics we've ever touched on i think chad's the right guy to talk about it yeah so. me too all right. Well, if we want to get a hold of you to talk about where's the best fudge on Mackinac Island or something more serious than that, what? I'll call Jim. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that is. Uh, 1-800-CALL-JIM. That's right. Now, if you need to talk with us, we're here for you. We love you yeah. and care about what's going on in your life. You can go to convergecoach.com and hit the Start the Conversation button, and we will just really be excited to talk to you and get to know you a little bit. Right on. Well, you're, an, you're a good friend. You're an excellent coach, and, and if you ever want to change up and be a travel agent, I think you'd do well there, too. Well, so, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Thank you, John. And in the meantime, guys, if there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. And uh, enjoy the rest of summer. The fall is upon us. Normal is one day closer, whatever that means. And uh, we'll talk to you again as we lead from alignment.